This is VLX number 35, Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 29. God grant you his peace, and omni patris et spiritus sancti, amen. God, our Lord, we ask the grace that all of our intentions, actions, and operations be directed purely to the service and praise of your divine majesty. In omni patris et spiritus sancti, amen. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Thus are the words of the Holy Gospel. On the method of St. Bruno, we start with careful study. I really love that first line. I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Now, how do we interpret this in light of all the riots that might happen after the election? I would say that Catholicism is so awesome for not making us reinvent the wheel. And until reading Father Lapide, I had always misunderstood this line from our Lord about not worrying. Now, a little bit later, we're going to hear this line, do not worry about tomorrow. But Father Lapide points out, catch this, because this is a very small delineation. He points out that the prohibition against worrying is not a prohibition against planning. St. Paul writes in 1 Timothy 5.8, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Now, notice St. Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is talking about laziness. He's prohibiting laziness. And he's not talking about, say, unemployment when there's no work. Uh, and we all know that there's so many good people out there without jobs because of this world lo worldwide lockdown. But listen to this line again from St. Paul to Timothy, chapter 5, verse 8. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So just keep that on the back burner, that the Holy Spirit also inspired that as we look at our Lord's words. Now, again, as we get ready for these riots in this country, don't feel like Scripture is against you for planning. Again, you may plan, but you should not worry. That's what I need you to get from today's gospel. You may plan, but you should not worry. This next line is proof that birds don't store up anything for crises and that God still takes care of them. Quote, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Close quote. Now, Father Lapide, a 17th century Jesuit, which is about the farthest thing possible from a hippie, writes this and quotes the saints. Very, very beautiful on this line, specifically about birds. Do you notice that our Lord just used the word birds in there? This is what Lapide says. How much more will he feed you, who are reasoning men, created after his image? You who are his sons and heirs, and redeemed with the blood of Christ. For you, he, Christ, in like manner provides so many farmers, whom he makes to sow, reap, and thresh the grain, and so many millers to grind it, and so many bakers to bake bread. He compares men not to the oxen of the earth, but to the birds of heaven, 
to teach them that they ought to be heavenly and to be like birds and fly away in spirit from earth to heaven and expect and ask from God each day the food necessary for both their souls and bodies. For the birds are contented with provision for the day and are not anxious about tomorrow, but rest calmly on God's providence and give up their leisure time to flight and song. St. John Chrysostom says that Christ might have, quote, brought forward the examples of men like Moses, Elias, John, who were not anxious about their food, but he preferred to remind them of the security of irrational animals, that he might the more deeply impress his hearers, end quote. Lapide continues, For why cannot men do what birds do? Why should men be anxious when birds are not? St. Francis of Assisi had a wonderful delight in birds, especially in larks, and used to invite them to sing the praises of God. So a little after his death, some larks came and assisted at his funeral with their singing. In a vast multitude, they flew to the roof of the house in which his body lay, and circling around it with gladness, more than common, they celebrated the praise and glory of the saint. He was accustomed to compare the brethren of his order to larks and to exhort them to imitate them. So my prayer suggestion for those in the apophatic way is to meditate nearly scientifically on birds and how Christ asks us to consider how they don't have clothing, how their food is nearly omnipresent, how they fly carelessly, and then ask yourself this question, would a bird live any longer if it planned out its food and clothing? No, it seeks the things that are above where Christ is seated. This is what God asks us to be. And I personally believe this line is intricately lined, linked to our Lord's line. Truly, I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay, what do children have to do with birds? Well, they're both careless, they're both free, and neither of them have any egos. Now, that doesn't mean that those of you doing this prayer series can eschew responsibilities, but it does mean that nothing gets done by worry. I try to avoid magnet, coffee cup, and bumper sticker spirituality, but this one line is very true that I've seen on someone's refrigerator. It says, if you're worrying, why pray? If you're praying, why worry? I'm sure many of you have seen that, but it's still worth saying again because it ties in so deeply to what the message is. It doesn't mean be irresponsible. It doesn't mean plan for rise. It doesn't mean don't get a job if you have five kids. I'm not saying that, but it does mean this. If you're worrying, why pray? If you're praying, why worry? And that summarizes how a child and a bird can't really make themselves exist any better than you and me can make ourselves exist by worrying. Yeah, we have responsibilities, children don't, but our existence, just like birds and, and children, our existence doesn't weigh one nanogram upon our worry. This is what our Lord's trying to say to you today. If you're worrying, why pray? If you're praying, why worry? There's a great Protestant movie against evolution called God of Wonders, and it's about how marvelous is God's design, everything from the micro level to supernovas. But it goes through birds in the most spectacular way. So I would suggest that book, that movie. There's nothing anti-Catholic in it, um, and it's very, very beautiful. I watch it frequently. But again, back to the method of prayer, I would suggest you try to spend 15 minutes on how absolutely perfectly God has made birds. And that they didn't have to rack their little bird brains for such an exquisite design to be in their brains, in their beaks, in their muscles, in their wings, in their feet. 
and not a single government on the planet has ever copied in any single aircraft how exquisite a bird is. Especially look at something like hummingbirds. No helicopter or airplane has ever come close to imitating that, and yet God keeps it in existence. So I suggest for those of you in the method of St. Bruno, this line. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Timestamp. Now, if you're doing the imaginative way, you remember we want to set up all of our senses, sight, sound, smell, touch, where we are with Jesus. And you might be surprised to remember that we're still at the Sea of Galilee where Christ preached the Beatitudes. Remember, that's part of the Sermon on the Mount. So we're right there at the Church of the Beatitudes. And before, if you're watching the YouTube version, you might remember that I flashed a picture of the Church of the Beatitudes right at the Sea of Galilee before, how beautiful it is there. And you may remember I also flashed Jesus' face as played by Jim Caviezel in Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ, because there is one little scene from the Sermon on the Mount. Now, in the method of St. Teresa of Avila and St. Ignatius of Loyola, you're going to still be here. So please set up in your imagination and hear today's Sermon on the Mount. I want to give you a quote from a Franciscan saint on today's way of prayer that we celebrated in the Roman calendar a few weeks ago. St. Peter of Alcantara says this about mental prayer, and he means both methods, both the apophatic or the cataphatic, but he shows what happens when you commit yourself to this way of prayer. Quote, in mental prayer, the soul is purified from its sins, nourished with charity, confirmed in faith, and strengthened in hope. The mind expands, the affections dilate, the heart is purified, truth becomes evident, temptation is conquered, sadness dispelled, the senses are renovated, drooping powers revive, Tepidity ceases, the rust of vices disappears. Out of mental prayer issues forth like living sparks those desires of heaven which the soul conceives when inflamed with the fire of divine love. Sublime is the excellence of mental prayer. Great are its privileges. To mental prayer heaven is opened. To mental, to mental prayer heavenly secrets are manifested and the ear of God ever attempted. End quote. That's St. Peter of Alcantara, who is a very close friend of St. Teresa of Avila. Okay, but back to the Sea of Galilee. We want to use all five senses to picture ourselves there. And for those of you who are new, uh, this might sound a little bit corny to use your imagination, but this is exactly the way that St. Teresa of Avila taught her nuns and St. Ignatius of Loyola taught his men. So we're called to bring our own lives to mental prayer. Why? Because grace builds on nature. Divinization builds on the very specific parts of your life because every saint is different. So I'd like you to talk to Jesus about your worries today, as today's gospel is the preeminent gospel about worry. Listen to those most peaceful words of our Lord that nearly call each one of us to be a Franciscan, at least in our hearts. Quote, Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Close quote. I mean, just look around today, folks. Look at how obsessed people are today at preserving their life just one more day. Not that that many people are dying of coronavirus alone. But the CDC itself said that 70% of all the cases came from people who do wear masks all the time. 
70% of the positives on coronavirus came from people wearing masks all the time, according to the CDC itself. Now, I'm not saying this to start mask debates because those who wear the masks are certainly welcome to continue in this mental prayer series. I'm not going to harp on this very much. But my point is that none of us can make ourselves more healthy or more beautiful or a different person or live longer by anything we do. I mean, we can take care of our body and exercise and eat well, and that might make me lose some weight, but my face will still be the same face God gave me whether I like it or not. But God does like it because he made it. Just like he loves your face because it's an image of him. So picture yourself with Jesus on the Sea of Galilee as he preaches this sermon today on the Mount and your front row. Think especially in your five minutes that you commit to prayer or your 10 minutes you commit to prayer or your 15 or 30 minutes that you commit to prayer. Of this line today, as Jesus compares you to birds and flowers. He says this, Are you not of more value than they? Again, Jesus is telling you that flowers and birds don't have any worry in their hearts and their brains. And yet God takes 99% care of them? No, 100% care of them. 100.0% care of flowers and birds that are so beautiful and exist, and their very existence gives glory to God, And they don't worry about anything. And then imagine Jesus looking at you on the Sea of Galilee, right where the Church of the Beatitudes was built. He looks at you and he says, Are you not of more value than they? But before that line, kneel at his feet and tell him all your worries. Maybe worries about a family member's health, specifically like physical worries. Worries about coronavirus. Worries about election riots. Worries about employment your own health, your own size, your own food or clothing this winter, maybe a special needs child, not looking as you want to look, not being able to provide for your family. And now without coming to any conclusions or resolutions of laziness or resolutions that look like laziness, again, like you're not going to come to a resolution, I'm I'm not going to provide for my family. Just for 10 minutes, rest in the Lord Jesus as you bring him all of these physical worries right there at his feet at the Sea of Galilee. Bring him all of your concerns and listen to him then in silence. Again, as I've said before, it's not about fireworks. It's about his presence. And those who commit themselves to mental prayer enjoy his presence, even if it doesn't mean radical resolutions that come into your brain that time. And especially hear this beautiful line, are you not of more value than they? So please place yourself front row at the Sermon on the Mount today And yes, bathe Jesus' feet in your tears and your worry if you want to. But then rest in the silence as you peacefully hear his ultra, ultra serene discourse on birds and flowers. And he looks you right in the eyes and says, Are you not of more value than they? Just a couple closing notes. If you're new to joining us, I had a couple videos that had a lot of views and a lot of new subscribers. And most of the videos I did was on theology and current events. And so this is a series I'm doing teaching people how to pray. Maybe people who heard some uh, real intense stuff about Fatima are surprised to hear me talking about birds and flowers and imagination. But this is a method of prayer, as I said, that Ignatius of Loyola and Teresa of Avila used. So go back. You don't have to actually listen to all the VLX. Just go back to VLX 1 and 2 if you want to catch up. 
And then just fast forward to where we are, Matthew chapter six, and you can jump in right here. Same for CPX. So certainly I'd love it if you can listen to the first 30 of the VLX and the first 30 of the CPX, but you don't have to. Just try to listen to VLX one and two, and then join us today and try to commit to five or 10 or 15 minutes of prayer. And tell this to your friends. If your friends want to join, just say, you know what? You don't have to catch up on all of them. Just jump in right where we are in the 30s. And then last note for everybody, next week's podcasts, because we start, what is it? Daylight Savings Time or whatever it's called. um, I'm going to start releasing these videos a little earlier. So that's going to be 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Because I'm actually going to keep everything around 3 p.m. UTC Zulu. Anyone in the military knows what that is. So 1500 Zulu Zulu is going to be when I release these. But that's going to be 10 a.m. on the East Coast. Please say an hour, Father, for me. At Benedictio Dei Omnipotentis Patris Fidei Spiritus Sante Descendit Supervos Et Maniat Semper. Amen.